G'day, g'day. Welcome to another episode of Inspiring Calm Podcast with me, Louise Hopkin, your host. I love bringing on guest experts and today I'm just going to give you the brief, juicy outline of what we're going to talk about. So my guest expert today is Cara Gonstead and she loves creating an inspired life for, for entrepreneurship or for mothers. And we just had so much connection. It was so, so good. So what we're talking about in this chat is how to declutter the daily boring tasks and the stress of entrepreneurship and motherhood, right? So all you business owners, all your entrepreneurs, all you moms out there, you know what we're talking about. And what she talks about is so, so good because her and I very much connected that she likes to think about what our strengths are to figure out what brings us joy and what we're naturally good at. And that's the same thing I talk about when we're decluttering, right? Instead of doing the shoulds and looking at all that social media, what we think we should be doing, let's do what works for us, right? Let's just ignore what everything else is happening on social media. Let's take a look at us. And then as Kara says, what really truly makes us happy. So asking for help. And that's a big thing. So we talk about outsourcing and asking for help can be so difficult for a lot of us. So Kara gives us some really good steps for that. And then what she talks about is doing the things that we love and what really fills our cup, right? I love that. And really neat thing she talks about is that it allows us to shine and show up the best version of ourselves. So the way she put it was declutter and shine. So, so, so good. This episode is going to help you with some steps on how to do that and some strategies. And then recognizing the pressure we put on ourselves and how do we get that spark moment and and how do we make those decisions between doing those boring daily tasks. So she talks about her experience, which is really interesting about doing the dishes at nighttime, which was quite, um, I really love that part because I talk about, it's great to do the dishes at the end of the night, but she has this different spin on it. So I thought that was really neat. So very much worth listening to how we have to make the decision and figure out what we're comfortable with. What can we let go? What do we feel is really beneficial for us? Because she talks about how she was getting resentful of doing the evening tasks which no longer created the space and structure for her that she felt good about. So really, really interesting. And, you know, making that choice of making, you know, she needs a window of alone time, like all of us, right? And we kind of have a joke about, so what happens when she didn't do the dishes? Well, the house didn't fall down, so that's good. But how do you feel about it and what works for us? So focus on what works for us with that feel fulfilled in really healthy ways and give ourselves all the grace in the world. Really love this episode. I know you're going to get so much out of it. As always, enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Inspiring Calm Podcast. I am super excited. As you know, we uh, I invite special guests onto the show, and today I have Karen Bonstead. Sorry, I tried to pronounce that properly. I know I asked you three times and I still kind of, but that's okay. Uh, Karen, thank you so much for being here. Super excited. How about you tell us a little bit about you in your own words, if that's okay? 
Yes, I would love to. So I am in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where I have my own private practice. So I am an entrepreneur. Uh, my practice is called Genuine Way Family Therapy. So by background, I am a social worker and I'm a licensed psychotherapist, um, where within my clinical practice, I help tweens and teens and adults and families work through lots of different things. I am a mom and I am a wife. I adjunct teach at our local university in the social work department. And I also have intentional growth, which is my love of all things non-clinical wellness, uh, mostly focused on mom life and some really honest conversations and working through lots of things encompassed within mom life, like mom guilt and identity and all of those things. Awesome. Yeah. So, so, so just kind of a little bit busy, right? Just a few things there on the go. <laughs> I wear a couple hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love that. And that's actually what really attracted me to what you do is I noticed on your website, the biggest thing that stood out to me, and I think everybody will love is to normalize the truth and, you know, the hard stuff and have discussions that are normally shushed away. So I thought that was really neat because it's super important right now. I feel, you know, after the last few years, things are really, people are struggling a lot with, with, you know, mental health and just so many issues going on. But today, what I'd love to chat about is, we'll chat about lots of stuff, I'm sure, but but sort of go through basic daily life skills used to declutter the daily monotonous tasks, right? For entrepreneurs and for moms or mom entrepreneurs, however we want to go through it. But let's start with some ideas or talk about how can we use those skills or what skills can we use to declutter those uh, daily monotonous tasks? I think there are so many different ways of looking at this. And I think some make it way too complicated. And I think there are some easy things that we can do. So when I think about decluttering in terms of the emotional load and sometimes then of course the physical load of what we actually are doing within our tasks and our time. I really like to think about what our strengths are. I think that's a really awesome place to start to figure out what brings us joy and what brings us happiness and what we're naturally good at and what we want to be doing. So when I think about that within my business life and my entrepreneur hat, there are certain things that I do not enjoy doing just point blank period. I don't enjoy doing them. And I know every single business owner can relate to this. There are things that we have to get done within our business to make it run properly or legally or any of those things. And so, and I know a lot of people can relate to this. So I'm going to throw this one out there. I want absolutely nothing to do with my bookkeeping and my taxes, nothing. I am more than happy to pay someone to do those things for me because they do not fill my cup. I do not enjoy doing them. And I know somebody else does. And thankfully, within my case, I get to pay another woman who's a small business owner to take care of that for me. And then that serves her in a different way too. That's her strength. So when we can think about things that really, truly make us tick, that give us the joy, when I think about my business, it's why did I even start this to begin with? It's because I love being able to work with people and I love being able to help them in my clinical practice when I'm thinking about that lane. And so for me, doing the busy work of 
honestly, sometimes it's even social media, right? Like being super transparent. I don't, it's not my favorite thing to do. Um, but when I think about bookkeeping and things, not my strengths, I want to do what I want to do. And that's why I opened a business in the first place. So I think just the awareness, like let's start with awareness of strengths and non-strengths and being able to be vulnerable enough and comfortable enough. And sometimes that's a wall we have to break down. I had to break that down, down a little bit myself of letting go of some of the control because our businesses feel like our babies sometimes. And it feels very all or nothing sometimes, but when we can delegate out and prioritize tasks that take some of those hardships or struggle points or just things we don't enjoy doing off of our plate, I think it really allows us to shine and show up in our best way within our businesses, within our personal lives, within our mood and our mental health in so many different aspects. So I think that's a wonderful starting point to just declutter and shine. Yes. I love my two favorite words, declutter and shine, right? That's amazing. And, and it was a couple of things out of that was I was smiling because our strengths is super important because a lot of us kind of go towards what we should be doing. Right. And, and that's actually one of my really big key things I talk about in decluttering is why would I help women is let's declutter to our strengths. And so just quickly that that's just why this connection is great. Right. Because, um, you know, we see on social media, we should be folding clothes really nicely. And I'm like, mm, no, if that doesn't work for you, then let's not do that, right? So it's it's noticing your strengths. So I think that connection is massive. And something that you kind of said then was, I would like to look into a little bit more and you touched on it, asking for help. Do you find we struggle with that? I know as women, you know, maybe I, I don't know if I'm generalizing, a lot of women struggle to ask for help. And then especially when it's your business too. So do you think, do you agree with that? And what's kind of a first step that we could do to actually ask for that help or feel comfortable with it, I guess? I totally agree with you, like 100%. And I actually, I would even challenge, this is what I'm used to doing, right? I'm used to challenging things. Um, <laughs> I would even challenge, I agree that I think women struggle to ask for help, but I would even challenge that to say, I think the majority of us just as a whole struggle to ask for help. I just think women feel so many more perceived pressures from the hats that we wear that we feel like we have to do it all. And then because of that, we feel like we shouldn't or don't want to ask for help. So I think it's very layered within all of that. Um, but I do agree with that. I think this is a conversation I have so often with so many people about asking this quote unquote, asking for help. And what does that mean to us? And to every person that's going to mean something different, but I always come back to, in my mind, the core things within asking for help is obviously the communication component of things. I can't mind read. I like to think I'm pretty good at my job, but I can't mind read, right? So <laughs> even within my office in the context of the clinical world, if you don't let me know what I can help you with or what you would like to achieve that day in a therapy session, I can't mind read for you. You got to let me know what you need. And that's really, really hard for some people to start asking for help or just asking and communicating in a way that serves them when they're not used to doing it. Really, really, really tough. 
So while it's much easier said than done, I think a great way to start with this is just asking for something that doesn't even feel like an ask, asking for something really small from somebody we're very comfortable with just to start practicing. So whether that's your husband and you feel really comfortable asking him for something, or whether that's your best friend or a mom or whoever that is, somebody you're really comfortable with that in a sense almost guarantees you're going to get a yes from a helping question just to kind of build you up in that regard, to practice the words that you would use asking for something, communicating something, but also to have yourself recognize that you can receive the answer you want if you ask for the help. Now, it doesn't mean that every time you ask somebody for something, they're going to you know, drop everything for you and give you what you need. I don't think that we should do that even. We all, we hopefully have boundaries too, but it at least gives you a really nice starting spot for working towards practicing, advocating for yourself and getting to a place of fulfilling some of those needs that maybe aren't being met for you. Yes. Excellent. And, and I was just kind of writing down. So I, I totally agree with that. I love the way you said that. And you know, if somebody says no, when you ask for help, don't take it personally, right? It's just their situation. They may not be able to help you. So that's kind of another muscle to practice as well, I feel would be really massive in that too. So um, thank you for sharing that. So I just wanted to go back and you said uh, the first step is awareness, um, how we're kind of helping to declutter our mm, tasks every day. What would be the next step, do you think, in that process? I think if it's towards, again, this goal of delegating or just asking for help, once you have the awareness, I do, I think it's just that practice, right? So practicing asking for what you need, practicing going through those motions, and maybe even a sidestep, and it can be in combination with that too, is sometimes just recognizing the pressures that we put on ourselves for the 100 things on our list that we believe need to be done, that in all actuality, likely are just those perceived pressures that we're putting on ourselves, whether they are additionally being reinforced by society, by friends, by other moms, by other business owners, whoever that's from. If we can really figure out what our lives look like with those hundred things on our list, we may just have this spark moment where maybe we can just easily drop 10 or 20 things off those lists because really, maybe they're not that important within our lives. I gave this example the other day and it's kind of a simplified one, but it's also very relevant, I think, to a lot of our lives is when I think about the daily tasks that I think of in my mind for what I want for my household. And again, I think this is a perceived pressure as well, just from maybe how I grew up and all of these things or how I think my house should look. And my house is by no means, quote unquote, clean and perfect by any means, right? (laughs) But I have this thing in my head where like, I want the dishes off the counter when I go to bed, like I want them done. I want them because I don't want to wake up to them. I'd like to not wake up to them. But I've really just kind of like broken that wall down a bit that when I think about my time and if I am tired from a long day and I'm tired from all the things of life, 
The last thing that I actually want to do before I go to bed is the dishes. I don't want to do them. And so I've really worked, and this is a practice, it's always a practice, to come to a place where it's okay if those dishes don't get done. Because guess what? There's always going to be dishes. There's always going to be clothes. There's always going to be things to do. They're never going away. So I think when we can really just have this greater place of accepting what is and figuring out what we're comfortable with though too. You know, if that's, if that really causes someone anxiety, well, yeah, then go ahead and do them. It doesn't cause me anxiety. I would just like it done, but I also really value my time. And there are other things to me that are more important than washing those dishes. So I've learned to really hone that down. And it's, it's just remarkable what changing some of that can do sometimes for us. Yes. And, and I'm kind of having a little giggle to myself because uh, I, I totally agree with that. And I think just breaking it down. And one of the things I do say to people is try and do the dishes at the end of the night if you can and if it works for you, because that, that's the key. And I think this is brilliant what you're saying and explaining to people is we have to make that decision, right? We can tell you or suggest things, right? But we need to figure out what works for you. So I thought that was really neat. And the figure out what we're comfortable with. Isn't that key? Because how do we know what we're comfortable with? You, you know what I mean? Like, because we see on social media, it's like, is this, oh, I should be comfortable with that? Or am I deep down? Like, do you sort of have a strategy or a technique to figure that out? Does that make sense? It does make sense. <laughs> I think for me, and this is me personally, but what I recognize with this one specific example was I started getting resentful of the evening tasks or in my mind, what should be the evening tasks, right? Like cross the laundry off, make sure this is done, get the dishes done, put this away, pack for the next day. And it just got to be overwhelming for me in a way that no longer created the space of structure and proactiveness for something to come, right? Like thinking about the next day or thinking about a clean house, whatever it is. It started to make me, one, resentful of what I was having to do, but also made me almost even more resentful of the time I then felt like I didn't have for myself. And I know this about me. Like, I'm a very independent person. I really, really value my alone time and just having a window of that each day. And because I have a child, for me, one of those small windows I get each day is after he goes to bed at night. And so that time is extremely precious to me within my life. And I know that for myself. And so anytime I start to feel resentful about a task or something, I really try to challenge myself to either open a discussion, if it's a household, something with my husband about how can we do this differently? Or can I do this thing and can you do this thing? Or change it up altogether. So one night I was like, you know what? Let's just not do them. And let's just see what happens. Like, and and maybe I could have been really upset in the morning. Maybe that really would have bothered me when I woke up. But it didn't. And so then I became more comfortable with that. So I think it really is just practicing and figuring out how things are sitting with you. And then just stepping outside that comfort zone and just trying something new. Because again, I don't really like going to bed with the dishes not done, but I was willing to try that just to get some more of that time back for myself that I know I value. And it worked. 
Yes. I love that. And, and the house didn't fall down, right? Because you didn't the do the dishes. Because <laughs> no. you're like, what would happen? It's like, and I think just creating that energy for yourself. So that is really important and making that choice and being comfortable with it. So thank you for sharing that. Cause I thought that was a really neat process that you went through. And I find sometimes, cause even in my world with my house is not a hundred percent perfect. I'm always open about that. Right. And I don't get things right the first time. And I think sharing with people that it takes practice and you need to switch things up a little bit, right? Try something different because we're not going to get it right straight away because we don't know. And I find this can be a block for people because they're like, but what if it doesn't work? What if it's not right? What if, you know, I have to change again, but it's really not that difficult. So thank you for sharing that process. I thought that was really, really neat. Another question or something you could share with us is, so we have awareness, then we have practice. Then what would you sort of say would be the next? Is there is there steps or are we just kind of talking about what to think about next to create that space? Yeah, I don't actually view things as steps in this regard because I do think it feels different for everyone. And there are some times where people, and sometimes I am like this, where I will just see the problem and be like, well, this makes no sense at all and kind of just change something up, quote unquote, cold turkey. So I think it depends how ingrained something is in you, what reinforcers you have within that potentially negative thing, what pressures you feel, and just how heavy it feels as a load. And I think then based off of that, we can figure out, do we have to kind of take this very slow and kind of start with the awareness piece? Or are you comfortable just saying, I'm done doing this thing, delegating, wiping my hands? I think everyone's a little bit different in, in that sense. Yes. And and I think respecting that, that everybody is different and that you don't have to be what you see. I know I keep saying it um, is really, really important. Right. So I, I love that. So Karen, when I know you have a program coming out and I just wanted to talk a little bit about that as well, because I think that would be quite interesting for a lot of people to hear, because I think it's called My More Than a Mum membership. Is that right? Um, it's called So Much More Than Mom. Oh, sorry. I was close. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so tell it because I think this would tie in quite nicely, right? Because I think that is helping us realize that, not to put it, say that we're more than just a mom, right? That we can get caught up with that. So I don't know if you wanted to share a little bit more about your membership there, Laura? Yes, I would love to. I'm so super excited. We're almost at launch date, so I cannot wait. So launch date for this and first day to sign up is the 15th of June. So we're getting there within so much more than mom. This is something that has weighed so heavy on my heart, truly since even just becoming a mom, but reinforced with all the things I see within my clinical practice as well. So just to keep things separate, the So Much More Than Mom monthly live virtual membership is through Intentional Growth, which is that second business. And so within this, I really wanted to create a space that allowed us to focus on lots of different topics within the life and the hat wearing of being mom and what that means. So we will focus so much on things like identity as a mom and what does wearing multiple hats look like and how do we create this life that still feels good even while feeling and hearing some of those pressures that we do on social media or from family or friends or whatever it may be 
we're going to tackle things like default parenting and mom guilds. Um, we're going to do question and answers. Um, we're going to have some guest speakers come on with things that are super relevant that I think will be helpful and realistic topics. And so I am taking my experience as a mom. I am taking my experience as a psychotherapist. We are doing education because of that. We are doing genuine connection with the group members because of that. And it will be this really nice space um, where we can just come together each month for an hour on that live call. I will do um, the replays will be accessible to everyone because I'm very aware that no matter what time I pick to do the lives, it will not work for some people. And I want everyone to have access to jump in and feel like a part of the group. So we will do all of that. And like I said, it's launching so soon. So I cannot wait for people to get all signed up and to get on that first meeting in July. Yay, that sounds exciting. And I think having that support group will be amazing, right? Having that really safe zone that they can share and you know, you always, you sort of said the mum guilt thing. It's, it's so real that mum guilt. It just like, I don't know, but seeing, since being a mom, it's like, we think we should be doing everything. Like we talked about at the start. So I think that'd be brilliant. And really I'll put the link in the show notes for everybody who wants to take a peek, who wants to sign up. Um, so July 15th, I believe we'll be releasing this around then. So perfect timing. If you need that support, um, Karen, just, is there anything else you would like to share with us? Um, sort of lasting words, I guess, or some tips or strategies that you'd like to share with everybody? I think if I'm just thinking about the conversation we had and just almost kind of recapping some of those main things, I really think a takeaway for all of us. And again, I know it's so much easier said than done, but truly, I think we have to just focus on what works for us. Like figure out what that is and what that looks like. Recognize the things that make us feel fulfilled in really healthy ways and and lean upon all of that. I think that there are so many foundational items that can bring us clarity and happiness throughout many relationships and seasons of our lives. Um, one of those things being communication, right? Figuring out how we say what we need and what does that mean? Um, but also giving ourselves all the grace in the world within that, because as humans, we have these thoughts that pop up that sometimes make absolutely no sense. I'm like referencing in my head right now, the mom guilt stuff where it's like, I'm trying my best and I still feel like I'm failing. And you know what? Sometimes it's sitting with that and then just really figuring out what does work and what really fulfills me and what works for my family because no one's perfect. We're never going to get it all right. And I think when we can accept that and own that and keep walking through our worlds get a little bit easier for all of us. Yes, absolutely. And such a beautiful conversation. And I think it's really, really needed. And it's something that just, it's been happening for years that we have this mom guilt. So really love that. And I think that a lot of people listening to this will feel really supported with that because just being heard sometimes or just realizing that I'm not alone is can be a massive weight off their shoulders. So thank you so, so much for everything. I really appreciate our conversation and what you shared with us today. And lastly, how can everybody find you as well, please? I think the easiest way to get in on all the things that are going on with me likely is to follow me on Instagram. 
So that handle is at intentional growth. Now you can find me there. The so much more than mom group information will be on there as well. And if you'd like to follow along with my clinical page, again, I can only service and help people with therapy in the state of Wisconsin. But if you'd like to chime in or see some therapy related things there, that is at genuine way family therapy on Instagram. Beautiful. Again, thank you so, so much. And I really appreciate your time and being here. And everybody would love what you've shared with us. So have a fantastic day. And thanks for listening to Inspiring Calm Podcast again, everybody. Thank you. So that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in on today's podcast. I really appreciate your time and being part of our movement where we are looking to change our lives so we can lead a more simple life, reconnect with our friends, family, and ourselves. If you need or want to have more support from like-minded folks and myself, head to our free private Facebook group, Who Loves to Organize. This is a safe place to share your thoughts, struggles with getting back to basics, whether that be resistance from family members or just needing to know where to begin. Louise Hopkins signing up for today and can't wait to share more thoughts, ideas and strategies on how to reclaim your space.